to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome to the party. Bung, bung. It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the big boss man. AKA the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems. AKA the PhD of podcasting. A AHD, ADHD, ADD, AKA the milkman, cause I always deliver. I am your daddy, and I'm back to wish you motherfuckers a uh, happy hump day. Happy hump day. Um, I'm glad it's hump day. I've had a trying couple of days. Um, at the old nine to five, oh man, it is January. Um, I don't like to date the podcast, but the month is January. It's it's the beginning of January and I'm already counting down. I'm already counting down until my contract at my current nine to five is up because I have had it. I, uh, I know better than to get into the details on a public forum. So that is... That is all I'll say at this point, but God damn. Oh man, I just got home from the physio. Yes, we're recording from the uh, the house, the lab um, here in, in mighty Glenelg North in Adelaide, South Australia. Um, got back from the physio. My back's still playing up, but I'm feeling all right. Uh, I think I'm probably a week away from being 100%. Getting back into the gym, I'm... You know, I'm looking pretty sloppy right now, like skinny, like my, my muscles is deteriorating and my fucking fat cells is fucking, you know, multiplying and all that. So I need to get back in the gym, start um, throwing the iron around with my man's uh, Lavelle friend of the show, future friend of the show. He'll be on the show one of these days. Um, Man, I haven't really got into a lot of... Um, a lot of shit here, but I do know that the Golden Globes happened, uh, and we should probably do a little bit of an update here. I'm not a hundred percent sure what happened. I'm pretty sure my man's Bradley Cooper won Best Director for uh, A Star Is Born, which is you know not a surprise. I thought he was going to get like Best Picture, um, Best Actor, all this shit, but I mean. You know, you're not going to complain with Best Director, are you? And, you know, they probably got Best Soundtrack. And if this list would load, we'd be able to source this information. And then I think the the Freddie Mercury movie, did he get... He got Best Actor. And I don't even remember his name. Um, Moneymaker Mitch, can you look up Golden Globes for the kid? And... Um, We'll start talking about all of the uh, the results there. So, um, my ear, my fucking earphones are going crazy. What the fuck? Okay, now we've got some. We've got a list here of winners and nominees, and I'm going to tell you what I fucking think about it. Um, best motion picture. Okay, let's run through this. Uh, nominees, Black Panther, A Star is Born, If Beale Street Could Talk, which I've never heard of, um, Black Klansman, which I still haven't seen, 
and Bohemian Rhapsody, which I also haven't seen. And of course, Bohemian Rhapsody 1, there was a bit of an uproar because I guess the director, the original director, got fired like partway through it or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but for sexual abuse or sexual assault or sexual harassment or something. And, you know, with Me Too and all that shit. So they didn't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win. But here's the thing. A good movie is a good fucking movie, regardless of who touched who and said what. And, you know, that's all i got to say. It's still a good movie. It's not the movie's fault for being good, you know? Um, then we've got Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Vice, Mary Poppins Returns, The Favourite, Crazy Rich Asians, and Green Book. I had Crazy Rich Asians winning, winning this one, but Green Book won it. Another one that I haven't heard about, but it's got uh, Mahershala Ali in it. Uh, who is, um, yeah, he's killing it at the moment. He was in that movie Moonlight, so he's doing well. We got best performance by an actress in a motion picture. It's all between Rosamund Pike um, from the movie called A Private War, Melissa McCarthy from Can You Ever Forgive Me? I didn't want to see that. I didn't see it, though. Nicole Kidman from Destroyer. Um, her face looks so crazy, bro. Um, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, uh, and I thought that she should have got it. Um, and Glenn Close from The Wife, uh, I haven't seen The Wife, but Glenn Close is always a killer, so I'm not surprised there. Um, now, best performance by an actor in a motion picture: um, John David Washington from Black Klansman. Lucas Hedges from Boy Erased. I heard that was good. I haven't seen it. William Dafoe from At Eternity's Gate. I love William Dafoe. I also love William Dafriend. Um, we got Bradley Cooper from A Star Is Born, which you heard me already say. I thought he was going to win it. But the winner was Rami Malek. Rami Malek. I don't know how to say it. His jawline is fucking chiseled. But he won it for um, playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, shit, we got best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy, Constance Wu from Crazy Rich Asians, Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron from Tully, Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade, and I heard that movie was dope, I do need to see that, and um, uh, I heard she was great in it, Emily Blunt from Mary Poppins Returns, how much does Emily Blunt look like? What's her name from Bridesmaids, though, in my opinion? Um, Kristen Wiig. I feel like they're like twins. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. And then Olivia Coleman from The Favourite, who was the winner there. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. John C. Riley from Stan and Ollie. Haven't heard of it. Robert Redford, Old Man and the Gun. Uh, Robert Redford's still doing it? I didn't even know he was still alive, to be honest. Wait. Wait, did he die this year? Last year? Shit, do I need to source that? Money making Mitch, can you pull up my uh, Robert Redford? What do we got? He's still alive. I'm sorry for how big that... Um, gap of silence was but you know how we do it here at the welcome to the potty podcast is rough rugged and raw and we will not edit that shit out no fucking way um next we got Viggo Mortensen from Green Book 
Lin-Manuel Miranda from Mary Poppins Returns, um, and Christian Bale from Vice. So I hadn't seen any of those movies, so I had no pick there, but um, Christian Bale won it. And you know what? I'm not surprised because he kills shit, okay? Um, and everybody was surprised that he had a British accent. And to be honest, I guess I'm surprised too because he, you know, he did his little speech and all this. Um, and he was just British. And everyone was like, what? I thought he was from San Diego. And I don't know where I thought he was from, but I didn't think he was from the uh, UK. Yeah. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. We got Amy Adams from Vice. Um, love Amy Adams. Uh, Rachel Weiss or Weiss from The Favourite. Emma Stone from The Favourite. Uh, Claire Foy from First Man and Regina King from If Bill Street Could Talk and Regina King won that shit and her speech I believe she said in the, in two years everything she produces will be 50% female which is a huge promise to make and I think it's a fair call and I, 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 I support it I support it um, I didn't hear much about the speeches being talking about all this fucking um, Trump shit, which I'm glad about, but we'll see what happens at the fucking Oscars. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. We've got Sam Rockwell, of course, from Vice. Richard E. Grant from Can You Ever Forgive Me? Adam Driver from Black Klansman, who I had never heard of before I watched, um, what was that movie? Logan Lucky. He was good in that. He had one arm. Timothy Chalamet or Chalamet. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say Chalamet because his name Timothy is, um, instead of a Y at the end, it's E with an accent and then another E, which is so foreign and eh, subnoxious. Um, and then Mahershala Ali from Green Book and Mahershala Ali won that shit. And did I not just say before that he was killing it? Yes, I believe I did. Um... Am I boring you guys yet? I don't give a fuck. Best director. Adam McKay from Vice. Spike Lee from Black Klansman. Peter Farrelly. Farrelly. Green Book. Bradley Cooper. A Star is Born. And Alfonso Cuaron from Roma. And before I just said that Bradley Cooper won the shit and I was wrong because this is saying that Alf Alfonso Cuaron from Roma won that shit. So, might be. We got best screenplay here. Um, Adam McKay again. Mackay from Vice. Barry Jenkins from If Bill Street Could Talk. Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara from The Favourite. Alfonso Cuaron from Roma. And Nick Vallelonga, Brian Curry and Peter Ferrelli from Green Book. And those guys won. Best motion picture animated. Incredibles 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mirai, never heard of it. Isle of Dogs and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won that shit. And I still haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. So I, better, I do want to see it. Um, we've got Best Motion Picture from Foreign Language. I've never seen any of these. Shoplifters, uh, which is Japan. Never Look Away, Germany. Girl, Belgium. Capernaum, Lebanon. And Roma, Mexico. Shit. We're flying through this shit, guys. Don't worry about it. Best original score. Um, we don't know anybody that does scores, do we? Is there any point in me going through? Yes, we do. We do. Because we've got Ludwig Goranson, who produces all of Childish Gambino's shit. He scored um, Black Panther. 
He didn't win it though. Justin Hurwitz from First Man won it. Best original song. Boy, uh, Revelation from Boy Erased. Requiem for a Private War from Annie Lennox. No. Requiem for a Private War, Annie Lennox from Private War. Girl in the Movies, Dolly Parton, Linda Perry from Dumplin'. I think that's a Netflix movie. All the Stars from Black Panther and Shallow by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamundo, Andrew Wyatt uh, from A Star Is Born, and obviously that shit won it. I think it's been on repeat on the radios um, since the movie came out. Um, Best television series, Pose, Killing Eve, Homecoming, Bodyguard, and The Americans. The Americans won, and I've heard great things about The Bodyguard, so I think we're going to be watching that pretty soon. Um, best television series, musical or comedy. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel heard great things. Kidding heard great things. The Good Place heard great things. Barry only heard the best things. And the Kaminsky Method, um, which I haven't heard anything about, won it. But, um, well, now I want to watch it, don't I? Because I've seen it. I think it might be on Stan or Netflix or something. Best television limited series or motion picture made for television. A Very English Scandal. Never heard of it. Sharp Objects. I think I have heard of it. Amy Adams. Maybe that's because I just heard of it earlier in this little chat. Um, Escape at Danamora. Only heard great things. Definitely want to see it. The Alienist. Definitely want to see it. And The Assassination of Gianni Versace. American Crime Story. Of course that one. And of course I want to see it. Um, best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Are they making just more and more fucking things so everyone can win? Because I'm starting to get bored now, so I'm sorry, guys. Amy Adams, Regina King, Laura Dern, Connie Britton, Patricia Arquette from Escape at Danamora won it. Um, and now we've got actor in the same category. Hugh Grant, Benedict Cumberbatch, Daniel Bruhl, Antonio, Antonio Banderas, and Darren Chris from... The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story 1. Okay, what we got? Best actress, best performance by an actress in a television series, drama. Kerry Russell, Julia Robb, Hertz, Elizabeth Moss, Catriona Balfi, and Sandra Oh from Killing Eve is the winner. Um, This is all current, guys, so I have to do it, and I can't just fucking get out of it now. I kind of wish I could, though. Um, best performance by an actor in a television series, Matthew Reese, Billy Porter, Stefan James, Jason Bateman from Ozark, and Richard Madden from Bodyguard, who was the winner. Um, my commiserations to Jason Bateman. I love Ozark. I wish he won that. Um, best performance by an actress in a television series, Deborah Messing, Alison Brie, Candace Bergen, Bergen. Um, Kristen Bell and Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I believe she is also the um, lead actress in um, Get Out. Uh, it's all on source here at the Welcome to the Party podcast. Best performance by an actor in a television series. Sasha Baron Cohen, Who is America? Bill Hader, Barry, Donald Glover, Atlanta, Jim Carrey, Kidding, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method uh, is the winner. Best performance by an actress in a limited series, a motion picture made for television. Yvonne Strahovski, 
Sandy Newton. Oh, she's hot. Um, Penelope Cruz. Speaking of hot, maybe one of the hottest. Um, oh, sorry, I'm objectifying women. My bad. Um, Alex Borstein and Patricia Clarkson from Sharp Objects is the winner. Yo, there's so many categories, man. Um, best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Henry Winkler, Edgar Ramirez, Kieran Culkin, Alan Arkin, and Ben Wishaw from A Very English Scandal um, is the winner. And that's it. And um, I actually do apologize for how boring that was because you could have just Googled it if you actually gave a fuck. Um, wouldn't be surprised if you guys have tuned out by now, but we are moving on to something very, very interesting that maybe I should have started with. This um, documentary called Surviving R. Kelly, which has been released. Now, um, I guess it's just a docu-series. I don't know what channel it's on, whether it's streaming or whatever. Everyone's watched it and apparently it's wild and he's an absolute monster. So the doggy series just talks about the women, well, has the women who have accused R. Kelly of sexual assault stare their, share their stories, okay? Now, I haven't seen it. It's hard for me to speak on, but John Legend was in the shit. Um, he wasn't happy. R. Kelly is talking about... Um, that this is an attack on him and that this, uh, that it's not really true and like all this shit. And, um, I don't know. I just, I guess it, it, it is all talk. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's hard for me to say, but it, it sounds pretty, <laughs> it sounds pretty wild. It, apparently he runs a sex cult. He's got a girl, 15-year-old girls, 17-year-old girls. Um, you know, they've come out to say that, you know, he's been doing all this wild shit. You know, we all know about the whole, the pissing incident years ago, um, decades ago maybe. Uh, and, yeah, I guess um, 2002, the, piss, the pissing sex tape came out. Um I don't I don't know where to where to start on this guy. He he he's an R and B singer. They talk crazy in their music. You assume they're talking about women, but I guess this guy's talking about little girls, teenage girls. He I don't want to go around accusing cats of shit that I've got no proof of. Um but I mean R. Kelly is a uh, charismatic motherfucker and if he's if anyone's gonna be a cult leader other than myself, it's gonna be him. I mean, I'm not running a sex cult or an abusive cult. I'm running a podcast cult wherein we make the most money for charity out of any podcast around the globe. Sorry to hear that. Um But yeah, I guess this shit's just like really haunting. And I I, I don't know. I'm not really sure how much to um, get into this. And I don't... Money Making Mitch, can you pull up an article or something so I can at least figure out what what we're going to talk about here? Um, Okay. 
All right, let's just go to Wikipedia because there's too many articles here. Uh, surviving R. Kelly. Six-part lifetime documentary detailing sexual abuse allegations against R. Kelly. It aired over three nights from January, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, shit. Musicians Chance the Rapper, John Legend, and Stephanie Sparkle Edwards appeared in the documentary. Um, critical response. Let's, let's see here. Okay. Reception. What's this say? The national sexual assault hotline in the United States operated by the rape, abuse and incest national network experienced a 27% increase in calls during the airing of the documentary. The review aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes reported a 92% approval rating with an average rating of 9.38 out of 10, uh, based on 11 reviews. Okay. That's not much. Um, oh, so, okay, yeah, so Wikipedia, as usual, gave me no information, um, but yeah, I mean, we all knew the dude was mad, phony, baloney, mad, disgusting, bro, touching up on, pissing on, all types of shit, so, um, ladies, if you can, please stay away from R. Kelly, and, uh, R. Kelly, I hope for your, for your sake that this is all, um, false, but, uh, that's a bold strategy, cats naming niggas, um, and it's all false. I think that I think that you're in some serious shit, bro, and um, you you might have to write in jail alongside your fucking boy, um, Bill Cosby. Oh, also, also, I think that you know, black men specifically get their names dragged through the mud a lot by the media. But that doesn't mean that I take the side of the black man every time, okay? So, I know a lot of people, um, you know, when Serena Williams had her little fucking uh, outburst, um, I don't, I don't, I was it US Open, French Open, um, everybody, a lot of black celebrities took her side and you cannot just take someone's side because of their color, it is reverse racism and... Um, obviously she didn't touch a fucking child, but there's some people, I've seen some tweets, some Instagram posts saying like, leave R. Kelly alone. Like this is bullshit. They're just trying to get paid and all this shit. Uh, I think you need to, you like the proof is in the pudding. The motherfucker released a sex tape where he pissed on like a fucking 15 year old or some shit. Okay. So I think we need to. We need to just relax with the the side taking, the race baiting, the um, you know, all that shit. We need to just be realistic here and think about what these allegations are, the number of people that have come forward, why they've come forward, and um, that there may be some merit to this. So, yeah, I wouldn't be fucking out there talking talking shit about the uh, the victims. Okay, let's just fucking leave that. Um, now something else that I noted, uh, I talked, I talked about work earlier. I don't want to talk too much about it here, but I've, I've noticed something that I, I just simply cannot approve of. Um, and that is bringing a suitcase or like carry on bag to work as your briefcase that, that just will not do. 
No one needs to bring that much shit. I can't... I don't even bring that much shit when I do travel. You don't need to bring that much shit to work that you're not able to carry it down the fucking hallway. Okay? It's... It, it makes me sad and it makes me feel like you're not able to bend over and pick up a briefcase or backpack. And I just don't think that everywhere you go, you need to be rolling a fucking briefcase around. That is for holidays only. And even then, I don't even do it for holidays. So I've got to tell you, that shit in 2019, that will not be tolerated. Um, my stewies do not come to podcast class uh, rolling a fucking briefcase into my lecture hall. I will not allow it. I will send you packing. And I'm not sure if I'll let you back into the cult. Okay? That is one of the cult rules here. Welcome to the potty. We do not... We do not bring carry-on luggage. We don't roll carry-on luggage into work. Uh, let's finish this shit off, money-making Mitch. Uh, and I think you know exactly what we're going to finish off with. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. I have, uh, I've been smashing out movies, man. And I just, I think it was because I was on holidays. And then um, I haven't really, I've, since the holidays, I haven't really been going out. So I've been chilling at home, hitting some movies. So I've got some more Clay's Reviews for that ass. And, um... Yeah, I know. Like sometimes for a while in the in the year, I wasn't I wasn't getting any close reviews out there, but especially because I was watching a lot of series. But I'm watching series, I'm watching movies, I'm mixing it up here. So I've got three movies for you. Um, I got the Avengers, uh, Marvel's The Avengers, um, where it's the first installment where they all come together. So we've got the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, and whoever else, Captain Fury, all this shit, um, and they they did a great job of integrating them all together. Um, you know, Marvel does what Marvel does, man. Say no Aquaman bullshit over here. Like DC needs to take a leaf out of Marvel's book and just one time make a good fucking movie. I don't understand. I actually don't understand why DC cannot make a good movie. Anyway, I digress. The Avengers um, available on Stan. 8 out of 10. Um, I've seen it before, but I haven't reviewed it, so I rewatched it. 8 out of 10. I watched All the Money in the World, which is the movie that um, Kevin Spacey's gay fucking pedophile, uh, sexually abusive ass fucking got fired from. Um, and they put Christian, uh, no, Christopher Plummer. Uh, in as his role who killed it by the way and I actually couldn't even picture Kevin Spacey there uh, but Kevin Spacey would have killed it he, he kills everything but um, yeah good job to Christopher Plummer uh, I I gotta tell you uh, Mark Wahlberg is hilarious because because he always talks like this come on hey are you listening to me because this is what's gonna this is what's gonna happen we have to do this or your son we're never gonna get it back he could be dead by now was it your idea? Whose idea was it? I don't know. I used to be in the CIA. I'm a spy. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make deals here. You see, that's how he talks. But he gets away with it somehow. And then, now I'm gonna tell you, Mark Wahlberg was forced by society to give his entire paycheck to the Me Too movement because he got paid more than Michelle Williams in the re reshoots. 
I've got to tell you, one, he was in more scenes with the fucking old man. So he would have worked more than Michelle Williams. And two, Michelle Williams was fucking garbage in this movie. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to say it. But just because you've got your Me Too movement and shit doesn't mean I'm going to start telling you you got good, you're acting better. You were garbage. You were fucking garbage in this movie. And I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit and call it candy. You understand? It was shit. I'm sorry, Michelle. Better luck next time. Um, the film was fine. I love true stories. You know I love true stories. Um, Six point five out of ten. Also on stand. And I have gone to see a preview of a movie that doesn't get released until tomorrow, um, as of the release date of this podcast. Um, Instant Family. Uh, another Mark Wahlberg movie, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne and three very talented children, um, Octavia Spencer, Tig Notaro, um, Eliza Schlesinger, uh, was there any other little spots in there? Oh, my man, um, Tom Segura, a lot of comedians, uh, and, oh, I just thought it was great. And again... Mark Wahlberg, I mean, this is, this is my house and this is my rules. And you're going to do what I say. I know you're a foster kid. I know I'm not your real dad, but I'm just going to do everything I can to make you make sure that you feel loved. I'm going to do this for you. And if you're not going to do it for me, that's fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take you. I'm going to punish you. If you're, not, if you're not about that punishment, that's fine. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to be a good foster dad. I'm going to adopt you someday. It's fine. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Apparently it's based on a true story. The, um, the filmmaker and his wife fostered. And, um, I mean, it, it's worth looking up some of the stuff on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, the, the filmmaker and his wife, I guess, um, were getting a, not old. They're not old, but, like, I think he was, like, 41 uh, or 42. And he was, like, um, his wife said she wanted a baby. And he was, like, all right, why don't we just adopt a five-year-old Um you know, and then it's like, then it'll just be like, um, I got it, I got, I got it happening when I was like 37 or whatever. Anyway, the wife sort of took it seriously and started looking into fostering and he was like, ah, oh, I was joking. And she's like, yeah, but let's do it. So they did it. And they said they went through a lot of things and there's a lot of negative things to focus on when you foster, but they found a lot of things funny and they thought, you know, we could make a funny movie out of this. And so they did. And they did well, man. And funny movies don't usually get a rating as high as this, but um, I thought they did a real good job and it was really touching and um, 7.5 out of 10 I highly recommend seeing Instant Family um, go ahead and see that shit and that's it from me man happy hump day I hope everyone's having a bit of a better week than I'm having at work um, it will sort itself out but you know I uh, you know I, sometimes you just fucking you just Something tips you over and you're just like, fuck, man, I've had it with this shit, bro. But, you know, perseverance is something, you know, fucking I'm forever saying to myself and uh, eventually it'll pay off. Anyway, fucking woe is me, right? Um, You know where to find us. Welcome to the potty at gmail.com to send in your poor posh of the week. This is this fuck shit, which no one has done for this hump day episode. So... There you go. Oh, actually, 
actually, hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. I actually remember seeing one and maybe I didn't flag it. Hold on. Let me just look through the emails oh, real quick. Um, emails. Yep. Yep. Triple M, you know what to do. Four posture of the week. All right. Perth, Western Australia. Sorry for that hard pee on the mic just then. Perth. Um, a 36-year-old mother has been charged with dangerous driving after her four-year-old son sat on the roof of her car while it was moving. Okay. Um, she was on the Tonkin Highway where the speed limit is 100 kilometers per hour. Um, she pulled over and then admitted to the, to the cops that she's done it before. Um... Your posture is terrible, Duke. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to get out of the car because your posture is permanently like you're driving. You look like shit. You need to get your kids taken away. And speaking of instant family, your kid's going to need to get fostered, motherfucker. What is wrong with you? You know what you put on the top of your car? A surfboard, you silly goose. Fuck, your posture is so terrible. What's her name? Do we have her name? We can shame her here. Um, oh, it looks like they have, they've not named her, but that's fine. Um, we'll find you and we will shame you anyway. Okay. Thank you, uh, for whoever sent that in and, um, you know, it is what it is. And I don't want to hear the welcome to the potty podcast. Um, so like I said before, you can send those poor posture of the week into welcome to the potty at gmail.com. You can follow us at welcome to the potty on Instagram, welcome potty on Twitter, uh, welcome to the potty on Facebook for all your podcast needs. Um, make sure you check out our website, www.welcometothepotty.com is welcome to the potty. Everything here at the welcome to the potty podcast. And we've got some new merch coming fucking soon, bro. Um, I love you guys. Happy hump day. And I hope you've all got a smile on your face. And if you don't, um, I suggest faking it until you make it, bro. That's what I'm going to do. All right. And as always, bung bung. Baby, welcome to